0: Guess what? It's time for Making Kayfabe with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Making Kayfabe. Season 6 is rolling on with a bang. Now, last week we saw Bryce. Kick everything off with a rebooking of Cody Rhodes if he were to stay with AEW. And by now, you've seen the thumbnail, you've seen the title of this episode. You already know that in the Making Kayfabe first, I am rebooking somebody we've already rebooked before, and it's Cody Rhodes. Can you believe that? We're going to have two in a row. It's a double feature, a double Cody, if you will. We're going to rebook Cody, but a different spin. This time it's going to be in the WWE. So, two different companies, two different spins on things. That's us at Making k We're always keeping you guys on your toes and giving you something fresh all the time. Now, Bryce, let's just get straight into things. Hello, Bryce. How are you? Really
1: good, man. Really good. Uh, yeah, I-, I think this is actually the second time we've booked someone we've already booked before. Uh, because I once upon a time did CM Punk and then you did CM Punk Street Edge Society. So that is true. So it's the second time, but it's the se- first time I've done this for Cody Rhodes. That's for sure.
0: Exactly. Technically, it's the third time because I did the Gobbly Gooker and you also did the Gobbly Gooker. <laughs> that's actually true. No one knows it's a
1: Patreon exclusive, though. That's
0: fine. Now that I think about it, you know. <laughs> We do it all the time, really. Yeah, we do
1: all the time.
0: <laughs> but this is the first time we've taken somebody and rebooked their WWE career and their AEW career. Exactly, exactly. In the same year. In the same year. And within two episodes of each other. We're not talking different time For the CM Punk one, that was two different time periods. That is true. But this, this is happening this year. It's yeah, current. That's
1: it. This is all 2022 for Cody Rhodes, and uh, yeah, really excited to hear this. Uh, you know, we had this idea a while back. You know, like I would, I would book him in AW, and you book him in WWE, and then we kind of see how it would all turn out. So uh, you kind of get both sides of the coin today. You know, what would happen if he if he stayed with AW, and what could happen if he stays with WWE? So he's going to stay with WWE, obviously. But what if he
0: doesn't? What what if he doesn't?
1: What if your booking is just him going back to AW? Who knows? What if, he,
0: what if he just walks away?
1: What if he just says "fuck this," takes his ball, and goes home?
0: Exactly. No, I don't want to make any spoilers for what the rest of the episode is gonna be. What a, what a what a darner that would be if my episode was just Cody Rhodes goes back to AEW. <laughs> <laughs> There's
1: no possible way you can book him in WWE. Good.
0: My storyline is he goes back to AEW and then does Bryce's storyline. The end. <laughs> that's the end of that. No, we need to get to the train track part. Well, he will because that's part of your storyline remember that was a very integral part if you guys haven't heard the first you got to go back and check out the first cody Rhodes part in aew it'll make a whole lot of sense if
1: you have listened to that episode and you don't remember the train tracks go and listen again because you you missed it you definitely missed it
0: definitely check it out again it's 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 essential viewing really it is it's essential um and so today is going to be no different now last week you booked cody Rhodes in aew this week I'm booking Cody Rhodes in WWE, but I want to know Bryce, what do you think? Were you excited about Cody Rhodes leaving AEW to go to WWE or do you think he would be better off in AEW?
1: So, I mean, it's it's, it's tough, man. Like I I've not watched enough of him in WWE to comment on it really. Um I don't regularly watch WWE. I watched him at WrestleMania. Um you know, I thought that was a good match jab with Seth Rollins. I guess he made the right call. Um bearing in mind he was just adamantly against turning face um in AEW and, and no matter what he did, like he literally set himself on fire, he cut mm-hmm. some really good promos, he done some crazy, crazy shit, and he was still getting booed. And that wasn't gonna change. So if he is like uh, stubborn's not the word, but if he is adamant enough that he does not want to turn heel, then WWE is absolutely the right place for him, because um, from what I've seen of him, he's getting a great reaction over there right now, as a babyface. so, you know, so uh, with that in mind, I guess he has made the right call and going to WWE um, it does leave room as well for him going back to AEW, where he might even get the hero's welcome when he comes back, or he might get booed to fuck, but as it stands for his career right now, he's probably made the right move, yeah
0: I think you're correct on that, in that if he were to hypothetically take his ball and go home and just go back to AEW... Which may or may not happen in this story. Wink, wink. But (laughs) either he will be welcomed back with open arms, and therefore will get the fierce reaction that he always wanted. Or they'll hate him, and he can finally do the heel stuff we've been waiting on. Either way, like him leaving to go to WWE, his career is set either way you know he, if he goes back to aw he has the money but now that he's in wwe he, he can see he's already getting good crowd reactions you know either way he's he's very savvy very smart man yeah he's, gotta uh, say. he's,
1: he's doing what a lot of people are doing right now they're playing the two companies against each other which fair enough like you yeah. may as well, um, may, as well. may as well make that money what you're fucking worth you know exactly so, absolutely man so yeah no um I don't think there's any hard feelings uh, for him leaving AEW and going to WWE. You know, like, it's it's a sensible move for him at this point of his career. And the door's left open for future, yeah.
0: One other thing I think is very interesting is that I do agree with you in that towards the end of Cody Rhodes' run in AEW, he should have been a heel. Mm. Like, that would have made sense. 100%. And so the way you booked him made sense as a heel in AEW. And I think conversely, in WWE he's been a very good fierce, mm. and so my rebooking is going to kind of focus on that. You nice. know, so now we've got heel Cody Rhodes in AW, face Cody Rhodes in WWE. Again, we're we're keeping things fresh. You yeah, see that two, two totally different perspectives, as totally well, so different.
1: It'd be really cool to see how this turns out. I'm looking forward to this one.
0: Yeah, man. It's uh, whenever I heard that Cody Rhodes was leaving to go to WWE, I had the idea for this storyline. Oh, so, really? So nice. this this has been bubbling for like weeks, months by now, really. Yeah. And I'm, I was very, very excited to get it written down. Let's, why don't we do a little bit of, of history of Cody Rhodes? Let's do it. All right, let's do this thing. All right, so... Cody Rhodes began wrestling while he was training with his father, whose name I can't remember right now. Do you remember what his father is? What was his name? Uh, um, was it Rick was it Flair? David? David. Uh, David Flair. David Flair. David Flair? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. probably right. Yeah, yeah. Sounds it's, a bit right. Yeah. I think it was one of the Flares, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because it was from a famous wrestling family, so it's got to be the Flares, the hearts or something, right? It's like one of those, yeah. I think it yeah. was the Flares. Cody Rhodes, he's probably a Flair, yeah. So... In 2006, he began working for Ohio Valley Wrestling, where he formed a team of Sean Spears, whatever happened to that guy, (laughs) who is actually still, he's also still wrestling in AEW. Yes. It's very interesting. That team eventually split up, as all good teams do at some point, and also all of the bad teams. And then in 2007, he appeared on WWE television first to induct his father into the WWE Hall of Fame. Again, I can't quite remember that is. that it is it's probably Ric Flair he's been in like three, three times yeah. so like it's yeah. probably one of those times Ric Flair again yeah and then later on in 2007 he would re- actually wrestle on the show getting involved with Randy Orton as part of the legendary Randy Orton versus Dusty Rhodes feud oh it was Dusty Rhodes oh
1: <laughs> that's who it was <laughs>
0: that's who it was remember whenever Dusty Rhodes and Randy Orton had a feud in 2007
1: Randy Orton was Dusty Rhodes last match right I think so It was a strap match. It was. was. Texas Bill Rope or something, yeah.
0: Yes, and Cody was involved with that feud. So he debuted by losing to Randy Orton a couple of times. Amazing. Excellent start. But hey, don't worry about it. It's the WWE. They're not going to fuck this guy up that badly, are they? So he, he lost a couple of matches to Randy Orton. And then he went straight into a feud with Sean Devari. You know. Sometimes we wonder, do we really need to rebook some of these guys and then the WWE make it really fucking easy for us? <laughs> like, good God, man. Is that how you debut somebody? <laughs> good
1: God, yeah. When was this,
0: 2007 or something? 2007. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Randy Orton at Navari. Like, come oh, on. Man. <laughs> so after that feud, he went into another feud with, that's right, you guessed it, Hardcore Holly. Yeah. Eventually winning the respect of the the disgruntled Hardcore Holly. And they won the tag titles together, only for Cody Rhodes to turn on Harley and start teaming with Ted DiBiase, also a son of a famous wrestler. Uh, they would work a program with Randy Orton, becoming Legacy, because they're all related to different... Who is,
1: who, who is Ted DiBiase, the son of? Who is Ted DiBiase Jr., the son of?
0: I think we'd have to phone up the Iron Sheik to find that out. Hey. Do, you have a, do you have his
1: number? Let's just uh, let let's see how much we can wring out of this joke, um, <laughs> which isn't even a good joke to start off with. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, listen, this, that's why my script is so long. Because I kept putting that joke in there. Anyway, the point is, of course, this little feud with Legacy eventually ended up with Orton beating Rhodes and DiBiase at WrestleMania in 2010. You can see how this is going so far. But after this, it seemed like Cody Rhodes actually started to go somewhere. He became dashing Cody Rhodes. Yes. And was, you know, he like a like a narcissist who was so beautiful and stuff like this until Rey Mysterio broke his nose. And then he had to wear the little face mask and he became... I,
1: I enjoyed this. Yeah, this was good. I, this was good character development.
0: Exactly. I loved this. And this was arguably his high point in the WWE. Really memorable character. Great in-ring work. But success as an intercontinental champion. You know, great stuff. So obviously, they soon botched this. They had him teaming with Damien Sandow. it's a road scholars. Do you remember this? Mm, I do. Uh, didn't last very long. And then they teamed him with his brother Goldust, eventually leading to Cody painting his face alongside Goldust and calling himself Stardust. Was that Goldust, son of Dusty Rhodes? Oh, you know I never put that together. There you go. Wow. That makes sense when you think about it.
1: That's the last of that joke.
0: Guys. (laughs) Sorry, listeners. (laughs) Guys, if you really like this joke, please let us know. I'd make a (laughs) kayfabe on Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> buddy it's just
1: you and me now the listeners are gone yeah <laughs> they're already here.
0: we didn't like the joke either <laughs>
1: they did not stay on the bus
0: well then they're gonna miss a hell of a rebooking but they are. anyway so stardust of course was a huge departure from the kind of character cody rhodes had been playing before but also showed like what kind of a range he has hmm. like he went with that he put his heart into that you know he did his best yeah yeah he really did and it was a totally different character but he made it work you know, after the tag team of Goldust ran its course, Cody remained a stardust and tried to go into a solo career, but that didn't really go the way he would have liked. Then he even teamed up with former making kayfabe subjects, The Ascension, hey. as the world famous Cosmic Wasteland. That's right. This was so popular that I don't even know how long it lasted. I suspect years, three weeks. Decades. That's, that's my guess. Yeah. You, you think decades, I think three weeks. It's somewhere in between that, I think. Well, it's obviously since the WWE hit the Ascension, this didn't go anywhere. And Cody Rhodes was just spinning his wheels and just left the company in 2016. And as we covered in last week's episode, he's been very successful since then. He's been Ring of Honor, NWA champion, went to All Elite Wrestling, where he was uh, executive producer there.
1: Executive Vice President.
0: Yeah, Executive Vice President there with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. He's a three-time TNT champion. He had some very, very memorable spots on the show. And, you know, I think he, he was pretty successful there. But in 2022, he his contract expired and he went back to the WWE, where he re-debuted at WrestleMania 2022 against Seth Rollins. And that brings us, bang, right up to date. Well, that's where we're going to start today's rebooking at. I'm sure you're very surprised to hear all this history after you have rebooked Cody Rhodes yourself. <laughs> this is all news to me, yeah. <laughs> he was he, what, what TNT champion. What? He was an A- A- What's AEW? <laughs> I think you'd really like it.
1: I thought I made that up, my
0: fantasy booking. You thought you dreamed it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why would Chris Jericho leave the WWE? I thought he wouldn't do that. Yeah, he, exactly. He did do that. My goodness. He'll be back soon, will you see? He
1: will be. Just like, just like they all they will all be back
0: i honestly yeah you know just because it's a good way to make some more money right that's right like you said play the sides against each other why not it's that, business that's,
1: yeah, i'd be surprised if Chris jericho was end up back in wwe i'd be surprised if mgf didn't eventually go to wwe you know yeah.
0: but then on the flip but, side uh, you'd be surprised uh, if if some guys from the wwe didn't end up going back, you know, going to AEW as well. As has already happened many times. Um, exactly. You know, Adam Keith
1: Cole, Lee left WWE for AEW. IF Keith Lee, Adam Cole, Kyler Riley, Danielson, Daniel Bryan.
0: Yeah, uh, a lot of big names, man. So it's an interesting time. It definitely is. Really interesting time. Now, Cody Rhodes has done pretty okay since we came back. Like you said, he's been getting really good crowd reactions. And hmm. um, people seem to be digging him, even though the WWE have predictably just made him fight Seth Rollins over and over again. <laughs> but even that hasn't, like, starred people too much because Seth Rollins is a, you know, solid guy in the rink. People sure. want to see Cody Rhodes. They put on some fun matches. I haven't seen the Backlash one, but I saw the WrestleMania one. Had zombies. I. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I didn't see
1: it. Well, that's it. I, I reliably inform you that there were zombies.
0: Well, it sounds like I lucked out by not watching it then, didn't it? Mm. Mm-hmm. There was no Miz. Well, that's good. Speaking of no zombies and no Miz, <laughs> would you like to hear my rebooking of... Co- well, not re- it's not a rebooking because it hasn't happened yet. It's a fantasy booking. Yes. I mean, this really is... When we get to the end of it, you'll be like, that's a very fantasy booking. But at the same time, I think you're going to find it to be a lot of fun. So, Hmm. shall we just get straight into it and book some Cody Rhodes? Let's do it. Hell yeah. All right. So, like we said, Cody Rhodes has been a staple of AEW television since the very beginning. But in 2022, it's announced that he will be parting ways with the company, but there's no hard feelings on either side. AEW was good to Cody, and in return, he was pretty good to them offering up some very memorable moments, such as this feud with MGF, trading the TNT Championship with Sammy Guevara, or that moonsault off the cage against Wardlow. Do you oh, remember that? Yeah.
1: yeah, awesome. Such a fucking tall cage as well. There's, it's insane.
0: There's been some great stuff. You were talking about the the, the the flaming table spot as well. Yeah. And the cutter. He was
1: legitimately on fire. I know, to be fair. He was, he was covering Andrade, and he was
0: on fire while doing it. To be like, he took most of that bump through the table which took over, <laughs> unfortunate <took> over. <laughs> i mean it looked good but poor cody and that cutter off the the ladder and stuff like that like spectacular yeah. moments to the very know? end
1: that was his last match to the very end he was doing awesome spots in the EW. but
0: those are the kind of things you put like in a highlight reel you know or like on your opening and then he left <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> so they can't even like put it on the show two weeks later yeah which is a shame but you know, he put some really fun stuff onto AW, but he he let his contract run out because there's just something that AEW will never be able to offer Cody. And he just had to follow his heart. You know, it's not about money. It's not about championships. He just had some unfinished business. So eventually, after a lot of teasing, a lot of fan speculation, Cody Rhodes makes his debut at WrestleMania 2022. So we'll keep that the same, you know big pop he debuts against seth rollins great stuff he wins and then also we'll keep it where he goes to backlash beats seth rollins again because you know why the why the fuck not right we got a lot of time to cover here with or without zombies oh you know what i didn't mention it let's it's up to your imagination (laughs) oh cool great okay now one thing you guys might have noticed in our so, rebookings is that don't don't start the zombies. <laughs>
1: Cody Rhodes, King of the Zombies. Uh, yes.
0: Yeah. That's that's uh. next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Three straight weeks of Cody Rhodes. It's gonna be four where I make him not the king of the zombies. Now one thing you might have noticed from our rebookings is that I think that you are very good at the like the week to week stuff. Mm. And I'm pretty good at like the bigger picture, the longer stuff. Yeah. So I'm gonna be covering a lot, a big time period here. So that's why we're kind of moving those pay-per-views pretty quick. But trust me, it'll all make sense. You'll you'll see where we're going like halfway through it, I imagine. But you know, I think you'll still dig it. So Co- Cody Rhodes is feeling good after his wins against Seth Rollins at Backlash and at WrestleMania and at WrestleMania Backlash and Backlash WrestleMania and BackMania WrestleFest and whatever. Etc. Etc. <laughs> he's feeling good, you know. And in fact, he's feeling great. So there's a reason he returned to the WWE. And he's out uh, talking to the crowd, you know, hamming it up, being a fierce. And he's telling them that there's just some business he needs to take care of. And he's not talking about Seth Rollins, you know. Although Seth did bring the fight to him. But there's, there's someone else. Someone in the WWE that Cody has been desperate to settle up some business with. Desperate to fight. To just go one-on-one with. Somebody that he could only fight in the WWE. Something that the AW, God bless him, just could never give him. Oh, I think I know who. And that man's name, Stevie Richards. Ah,
1: amazing.
0: Who did you think it was going to be? Kid Cash. (laughs) He's at the railway tracks. (laughs) Uh, And also, I, I think it's Randy Orton. Is it Randy Orton? That man's name is Triple H. Oh, okay. So the okay. crowd fucking goes nuts for retrips. Mm. We- <laughs> trips Re-trippers. <laughs> Re-trippers. Cody tells the world that he knows Triple H has effectively retired by now. But, you know, that's not good enough for Cody. He wants to fight Triple H. It was, it's been written in the stars, you know. It's the only logical conclusion. In AEW, we've all seen the allusions to Triple H. We've all yeah. seen this. The sledgehammer
1: yeah. to the throne. Yeah.
0: Exactly, but even him and Brandy be on on AEW television. Shades of Triple H and Stephanie. You know totally. what I mean?
1: It was almost. It was. I don't know if you saw this at the end of his AEW run, but when he was um, being more heelish, he was teasing the pedigree as a finish. <laughs> he, he, would, like, get, <laughs> he, he would get them in like the pedigree position, and then he'd do like a tiger driver instead. Nice, really clever.
0: But that's it. He, he the, he's been laying the clues this whole time, right? Yeah, and aw god bless him they just couldn't give that to him but now he's back in the wwe this is the only reason he came back he has to fight this dream match cody rhodes versus triple h now backstage obviously triple h has heard what cody has to say because surprisingly he's one of the few people that watches raw (laughs) (laughs) so it's announced that next week on raw triple h is going to address cody rhodes Cody Rhodes doesn't want to wait, but Triple H is like, listen, man, it'll be worth it. Just give me one week. I'm not ready yet, but you'll get all the answers you need. So Cody waits a week. Everybody waits a week. Anticipation. You see this? Next week, you're going to hear what Triple H says, so people are going to tune in because everybody loves We Trips. So next week, Cody's out. He's waiting for Triple H to come out. You know, he's waiting for the arrival of the game, the King of Kings. Mr Fantastic, the doctor of Thugonomics, the resting god, the olympic gold medalist, the dead man, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, Triple H. I don't know yeah, if don't. those are all his nicknames. He had a lot of nicknames.
1: I, I think he, I think he borrowed some of those.
0: Yeah, I don't remember him winning the olympics, but you know. No. <laughs> bo- I'm saying he's a lot of nicknames basically. Hmm. So Triple H comes out, but it's not the Triple H we all remember, you know, with his sh- his, his his shirt off and spitting water and and you know being all aggressive and stuff like this he's coming out he's in a suit he's looking a little frail he's walking with a key in
1: oh okay
0: you know because he, he had some health problems right? yeah, he had problems right yeah so he gets down to the ring pretty slowly Cody's all watching mm. this he's like oh, did I make a mistake here it, Triple H gets into the ring with the assistance from a referee you know helps mm. him into the ring and Triple H says here I am I don't know if you've noticed this I've retired you know, uh, Triple H didn't really go around shouting it out. He was surprisingly he tried to keep it a bit of a secret. But this is the internet age; everybody finds out everything. And yes, Triple H had a couple of health issues, and he's he's effectively retired. Not only is he crazy busy with backstage stuff, you know, the corporate stuff that nobody really likes to talk about, but he suffered a pretty rough health scare back in 2021 and he's just been laying low ever since so he's a he's retired there's nothing to begin by fighting an old man you know what i mean there can't be a triple h versus cody rhodes feud because triple h just can't do it mm-hmm. you know but triple h gets a little glint in his eye because he's still the game and he tells the cody if he really wants to fight triple h himself may not be able to give it to him but he can find a way he, if Cody wants to play the game, Triple H can play the game perfectly. Now, Cody looks very perplexed as Triple H is helped out of the ring again. And he's helped backstage. Cody Rhodes is like, what's this mean? He, Triple H, Cody wants to go and attack Triple H, but of course he can't. He can't lay his hands on Triple H. <laughs> That's the joke. There we go. I got it in. You really? <laughs> there's, there's no good jokes in this. Yes, there are. Triple <laughs> H. You wrote the entire episode around <laughs> that joke, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I think we can all agree it was worth it. <laughs>
1: oh, no. It's <that's> so- <laughs> terrible for laughing at that.
0: <laughs> Look, it's not real, all right? <laughs> so, Cody Rhodes is a bit perplexed, but, you know, business as usual. So, next week on Raw, Cody Rhodes is out. He's making his entrance. Whenever he's suddenly blindsided during his entrance by a couple of people, and it turns out those people are the Creed brothers from NXT, oh, okay. Julius and Brutus Creed. Now, we know Triple H has had his hand in NXT for a long time. They're like his, used to be his, his kind of protégés, the other guys from NXT. And it becomes apparent over the next couple of weeks that Triple H is starting to amass a little group to fight Cody on his behalf. You see, Triple H himself might not be able to fight, but he can still make Cody Rhodes' life miserable. Because that's what Triple H does. He's a cerebral assassin, right? Smart dude.
1: I think it's really good that Creed are finally given uh, Pro Wrestling a chance after, you know, their hits like with Arms Wide Open and My Own Prison, you know? It's <laughs> good to see them at wrestling now, you know.
0: I thought you were gonna do an Apollo Creed joke where <laughs> it's that he's given up boxing to go to wrestling, but then you were like, No, Creed, remember the band from twenty years ago?
1: Creed are fucking awesome, man.
0: I really liked their third album like unironically it's really good uh,
1: unironically I, I liked it for the, the first time i think it was I liked, I liked, I the first it. one some, yeah the, they got some good songs man. the first
0: like, one's actually pretty good too but the third one had my sacrifice and stuff on it you're like that's a banging oh, right, song okay
1: that's like that's, that's a proper montage uh, montage yeah. video song but my own is good and fuck you, yeah um, uh, there's a bunch uh, that's stand here with me is a good song torrens
0: is really good yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of that first album that are like, I think people slag off Creed and, like, you haven't heard their first album, man. Go listen to that stuff. It's pretty interesting, you know?
1: I think they only slag off Creed because, like, Scott Stapp. Yeah, because <laughs> that guy's a dick. He's—I he, I don't know if he's—I've not heard of him being a dick, but he's—he's he's very much a uh, um,
0: Tesco value Eddie Vedder, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, like they grew like Eddie Vedder in a lab and it came out like Scott Stab. You know? He's—he's—he's <laughs> the he's misshapes of yeah, uh, Eddie Vedder, <laughs> exactly. You know, have you—have you seen the Celebrity Death Match? Do you remember Celebrity I, Death Match? I do remember it. Yeah, they did one which was Eddie Vedder versus Scott Stab no way yeah (laughs) all right
1: i'm gonna check this out right after this episode
0: after the episode so guys at home check that out too but also after this episode listen to this Mm. first Mm. because trust me by the end of it it'll blow you away
1: so in all seriousness the triple h has got his his, his group together he's got the creep creep brothers from nxt the very athletic duo from nxt yeah throwing people around over there so and they're now in the main roster
0: exactly So now Cody Rhodes starts getting assaulted by people in the next couple of of weeks. And Cody Rhodes is getting pretty annoyed about this. As you would do when somebody starts blindsiding you. So Cody Rhodes realizes he needs some help beating these two guys up. He's only one man. So he needs to temporarily find himself a tag team partner in order to fight the Creed brothers. And he actually goes to his old rival Seth Rollins. Because... Cody Rhodes might not like him, but he respects him. He's like, we fought twice already. You brought me to the limit. It's a great way to start. I know you're a great wrestler. I need your help beating these guys up. You know, and Seth doesn't really care much for Cody, but he does agree that Triple H is kind of taking advantage of his backstage powers and trying to make an example out of Cody Rhodes. Maybe that's a bit too much, you know? So let's have a tag team match at Money in the Bank. The Creed Brothers against Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. All right? So here we go. The match starts the bell rings and obviously Seth Rollins immediately turns on Cody Rhodes and hu- <laughs> I immediately immediately and helps the match did not even go on doesn't immediately even immediately. yep Seth Rollins just blindsides <laughs> Cody Rhodes beats the shit out of him three on one handicap match essentially and that's it for Cody Rhodes obviously so the next week on Raw Seth Rollins extends himself he was pissed off that Cody has beaten him already after only just having come back into the WWE for such a short amount of time But you know what even if that hadn't happened he still would have done what he did at money in the bank anyway because of triple h seth rollins owes his wwe career to triple h you know seth didn't run away like cody did whenever stuff didn't go his way seth stuck the course and who was there with him triple h he aligned himself with triple h and the authority and everything went his way everything so now when triple h needs help to beat up cody rhodes seth rollins is only too happy to oblige you know what I mean? Seth, uh, Triple H may not be able to wrestle anymore, but now Seth Rollins is going to be the guy to do that for him. Triple H isn't some help this old man. He knows how to delegate. Like we said, nobody plays the game better than Triple H. He is the game. Everybody knows that. Exactly. And, but Cody Rhodes has been away so long. He was playing some other game. He forgot how it works. What game was he playing? He was playing Pac-Man, but we're in the 21st century, my friend. Pac-Man's old news.
1: Yeah, so 3D Pac-Man these days. Yeah,
0: which is actually probably worse. (laughs) 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 What, What do you think about it? But don't worry about that. So Cody Rhodes comes out and starts to brawl with Seth Rollins, but Seth is smiling because he knows that he's already got the upper hand. He's starting to get into Cody Rhodes' head just like Triple H taught him. Plus, he has the Creed brothers by his side, and they're able to take down Cody before he can do much damage. So don't you get it, Cody? You might not be fighting Triple H, but that's because everybody else has moved on, except for you. Seth Rollins is the new Triple H, the new benchmark. You want to be good? You want to prove yourself? You have to beat this Seth Rollins now. This is a new Seth Rollins, one of full of anger and rage. One who's going to make his mentor proud. Triple H might not be able to beat up Cody Rhodes, but Seth Rollins sure as fuck can. So what we're doing is we're angling for a rematch at SummerSlam. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Now, you might be thinking, oh, you know, you're having these guys fight again. But I think we've already established it's a new twist on things. We've given a little bit of space between the last, two you know, the last time they fought was at Backlash. Yeah. Now this is at SummerSlam. A couple of months later, there's been some twists and turns. It's a little different. There's TX involved, you know. So at Summer Slambury, hey. Seth Rollins is backed by the Creed Brothers in his corner, obviously. And so despite Cody Rhodes doing the best that he can, it's essentially a three-on-one match. You know, the Creed Brothers at ringside always causing trouble. And Seth Rollins manages to win just from the sheer numbers game, you know. See, numbers are great. So Seth Rollins and the boys are looking good. They're backed by Triple H, who's like pulling the strings. We're going to have Cody Rhodes take a couple of weeks off to kind of sell the beat down by Rollins and the Creed brothers. We're going to have him come back in September to try and get his revenge on Seth. Cody still kind of wants to fight Triple H and his his group, but at some point he gets an opportunity to fight for the Intercontinental Championship at the October pay-per-view, which I think is crown jewel. So I guess he's going to Saudi Arabia. Um, But during that match, Seth Rollins and the Creed brothers... Interfere and they screwed Cody out of the match in the belt. So now Cody realizes he needs some serious backup. So at the time, we're going to have the Creed Brothers, a tag team on the main roster, working a feud with the Viking Readers. Hmm. So Cody Rhodes has found himself a bit of backup now. We're heading into Survivor Series. We can see Cody Rhodes and the Viking Readers versus Seth Rollins and the Creed Brothers. But Cody Rhodes is an old-school kind of guy. He wants it to be a more traditional Survivor Series match. It's not typically a three-on-three three kind of match. But you, you can get a like a four-on-four four Survivor Series match, right? We've had that before. Like an eight-man kind of tag team. And Cody Rhodes is pissed off now. He's spent months fighting Triple H's goons from the sidelines. He hasn't had a chance to fight Triple H yet. And he doesn't believe this injury shit. So he says, listen, I want to fight four-on-four... I want Seth Rollins, the Creed Brothers, and Triple H. And to counteract that, I'm going to have to find a, a fourth man as well. It's me and the Viking readers. I need a fourth guy, right? So we need a legend, somebody who Triple H has got history with. Why don't we bring in... Scott Snap. The... <laughs> well, his arms are wide open.
1: <laughs> he's, he's like, me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But then, obviously, he was he was going on tour with his own shitty band, not Creed. His own like solo stuff. It's
1: just didn't, yeah, isn't good. I've not heard that. I assume it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: not great. So instead of Scott Stapp, obviously that was his number one pick, but he had to scramble that out, and he's like, "All right, I'll go to my number two pick. If I can't have Scott Stapp, I'll get The Rock." Oh. Now, this might sound like a bit of a wild card, but you think of it, The Rock and Triple H have plenty of history bef- with, with each other. Interesting. The Rock has been at Survivor Series plenty of times, has put up some big moments at Survivor Series. And Cody thinks that having The Rock come back might be the thing that will coax Triple H out of retirement, right?
1: Very interesting.
0: Yeah. But Triple H, of course, once again, assures Cody Rose that he's retired. He can't. He, can't, he just can't do anything about it. But maybe... His new protege austin theory can take his place so that's like the raw before survivor series so now at survivor series we've got cody rhodes the viking readers and the rock against seth rollins austin theory who was originally supposed to be triple h and the creed brothers so during the match there's a run-in between the rock and roman reigns roman reigns of course has history with The Rock as well. He's annoyed that at Survivor Series, The Rock came back to do stuff with Triple H or with these guys and not with Roman Reigns, the head of the table. So there's an altercation there that keeps The Rock busy during the match. That will obviously eventually add as build to the Roman Reigns versus The Rock match that we all know we're going to get at WrestleMania 2023. Heavily rumored. Right. So that's just another layer to that story. That's why The Rock's in... That's really the reason why Rock's in this, right? Mm. But... It, we made it seem like it was to get Triple H to come back out of retirement. Obviously, he can't because he's retired. But, like, you know, that's the, the kayfabe reason. And so because of that, The Rock is taken away from the match. And despite all that, there's some miscommunication between Seth Rollins and Austin Theory that eventually leads to Theory and Rollins having words during the match. They lose the match. Cody Rhodes and his team win. And Seth Rollins and Austin Theory start to get into a bit of a thing because Theory thinks he should be the leader of the group. Seth Rollins thinks he should be the leader of the group. So that's going to keep those two guys busy Hmm. after Survivor Series. But Cody Rhodes still feels like he's got unfinished business with Triple H and he's really mad now. You know, he feels silly that Triple H kind of left him in a lurch like that. Uh, But the Triple H is still getting in his way and throwing obstacles at him. And it could just be an endless stream of people. Triple H can pick from NXT. Yeah. What can Cody Rhodes do? Uh, There's at one point Cody Rhodes actually goes to a taping of NXT. He's backstage trying to find Triple H to confront him. Triple H, of course, is kept away and shuffled away by security. You know, but it's it's like a little incident that goes on at the taping. C- Cody Rhodes is pretty adamant. He really he just needs to. Get the Triple H. It's the reason he came back to WWE, you know? And the commentators start calling Cody out for this. They're like, come on, man. This guy, he's retired. He had a heart attack. Like, Yeah. Leave him alone. Fight the c- other guys on the roster. But it's, it's starting to become an obsession. Mm-hmm. And you can see that with Cody Rhodes. He starts to crack. He feels as if he's going mad, as if he's the only one that can really see what's going on. You know? It's just Triple H is taunting Cody, right? That's got to be what it is. So, Cody feels as if he's kind of going down a dark road, uh pun intended. <laughs> Cody Rhodes, thank you. Anyway, <laughs> he you know he starts. <laughs> that laugh
1: was a, a just a, a small upgrade from the you know from like exhaling out the nose kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Oh, that you like yeah. Step up from that. You
0: were you weren't laughing at the joke. You were laughing at like you saw a picture of a monkey on a bicycle on Twitter at that exact time. Yeah. yeah because <laughs> the storyline is not that interesting. It's like, yeah, i got to check Twitter. Very talented monkey. Yeah, dude, on the bicycle, amazing. Yeah. Um, so Cody Rhodes is starting to feel, you know, going down the dark road as his obsession with Triple H starts to get a bit more obvious. And it all comes to a head at the December pay-per-view. Let's call it TLC. I don't know if they're doing December pay-per-views anymore. Well... <laughs> December, December to dismember. December premium live events, I suppose. I, yeah, they haven't brought that back in a while. I wonder why they haven't brought back December to dismember. No Hardcore Holiday to main event it. Ah, that's what it is. That's, that's what, what it is. is. No viscera. No, exactly. They missed a trick there, man. So, Cody Rhodes isn't on a, on this show at all because he's been so erratic recently. But we do see, during the pay-per-view itself, we see some vignettes of Cody Rhodes driving his car. He's got a... He's, managed to get a rogue cameraman with him and this is kind of playing all the way through the event and eventually we realized that Cody Rhodes is driving to Triple H's house so we get a live footage of Cody Rhodes barging his way into Triple H's house with the cameraman following him you know it's all shaky hand camera footage but Tri- Cody brought the cameraman with him to show the world that Triple H is just faking the whole thing that he's not really sick you know uh, to catch him by surprise and the Cody breaks into the house and he's really surprised to see Triple H is sat by a kitchen table. He's got like a blanket wrapped around him and Stephanie McMahon is feeding him dinner.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Cody Rhodes is mortified that this is all going out live. (laughs) Stephanie McMahon explains that, you know, Triple H isn't a total invalid, but she's feeding him food because he gets tired really quickly now. You know, after the whole thing, he just doesn't have any stamina anymore. And so sometimes after a hard day at work, like the pay-per-view is stressful and all that. So she has to, you know, help him with food sometimes. And he's, you know, all shivery and stuff. But she's like... Can I just
1: clarify something quickly? Yes. So Cody Rhodes is broken into this house. Yes. Uh, He's actually broken in. And Stephanie McMahon hears this and she's still like, oh, take another spoon of pudding and give it to Triple H.
0: Well, like, like well, like, Cody Rhodes finds him in the kitchen, right? Right. So, like, they're just like, what the fuck's going on? And he's like, what is going on? And she's like, I'm helping my husband eat dinner. What are you doing? Right. You know? Okay. So she explains all this stuff. And Cody Rhodes is like, no, 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 it's Triple H, right? But he he looks at Triple H, you know, with, like, food dribbling down the side of his chin. Um, and he's like, he realizes that Triple H is retired, and mm. also he's broken into this house. <laughs> and, what a dick! And it's <laughs> and it's all being broadcast live on pay per view, and, and <laughs> he apologizes. Of course, Stephanie McMahon is not happy about this, but he gets he leaves the house. He's like, I'm sorry, you know, I had a momentary lapse of judgment, whatever. So, the next week, Cody Rhodes comes out and he. Talks to the WWE universe. He apologizes. He wants to make everything right. He got too overexcited. He made a mistake. He let his obsession get the better of him. You know, that that's it's on him. But unfortunately for Cody Rhodes, Stephanie McMahon's music hits for the first time in a long time. And she comes out and she makes it very clear to Cody Rhodes that she should have just he should have just left them all alone because they're gonna press charges against him. He entered their house. He tried to assault poor Triple H. Um, now Cody is going to get the opportunity to fight Triple H, but it'll be in a courtroom mm. through legalities. She hopes that this is what Cody Rhodes always wanted because that's what he's going to get. And so now Cody Rhodes is very depressed. He doesn't know what to think. He's haunted by the specter of Triple H, you know. Uh, and now he really has got what he wanted, but just not the way he wanted it, you know. No And he realizes this is why you don't mess with Triple H. He really is a cerebral assassin. He knows how to get people in more than just physical ways, you know. But Cody Rhodes is a man and eventually he accepts it. He takes the blame. He made the move. He brought that on himself. He deserves it. So at the Royal Rumble, Cody Rhodes appears to do a little promo in front of the live crowd to explain himself one last time before he'll get temporarily taken off TV due to the legal battle. With triple h so he has a tear in his eye because he genuinely just wanted to wrestle in wwe again but due to his own headstrong nature he got overexcited and now he's gonna have to go away for a while that's not what he wanted but rest assured he'll be back soon and before he can get any further uh, a man runs through the crowd mask man probably one of triple h's flunkies and hits cody Rhodes around the back of the head cody is stunned as the creed brothers and Seth rollins run out they grab Cody and they hold him back as the masked man pulls up his mask triumphantly to reveal Triple H. Oh my God. So the Creed brothers hold Cody Rhodes back. Seth prevents, uh, presents Triple H with his trademark sledgehammer. And Triple H cracks Cody Rhodes over the head with it. Everybody is stunned as Cody lies in a crumpled tape on the canvas and Triple H poses with the boys. The next night on Raw, Cody is at the hospital and Triple H appears in the video package as he ex- explains himself. The reports of his sickness have been greatly exaggerated. Hmm. Did he really suffer a medical emergency back in 2021? He did. It's now, timeline-wise, early 2023. And he'd be it of me as to what kind of uh, a motivator that spite can be. You know what I mean? Maybe he overplayed how serious it was. People will never know because Triple H is the best at playing mind games. Cody Rhodes wanted to come back and fight Triple H. But Cody forgot who he was dealing with. Only one person could play the game in such a masterful way. And that's Triple H. He was ahead of Cody at every single step. Triple H knew Cody would crack and even come to his house. He knew all of this. Because this is pro wrestling. This has happened before. He's been laying all these groundwork. The acting that Triple H did that night was masterful. Oscar worthy. Him with a little bit of soup dribbling off his mouth. As Cody Rhodes looked like he was about to assault him. It was beautiful. Everybody talks about how great of an actor The Rock is. But Triple H just put him to shame. He had everybody fooled. Everybody. Triple H completely played Cody. He completely played everybody. The entire world. The lawsuit was a stroke of genius. It really put the icing on the top of the cake. Now is Triple H retired? Not quite. Not yet. He still has enough left in him to beat the piss out of Cody Rhodes. This upstart. This pretender. This Cody Rhodes at Wrestlemania. Cody Rhodes wanted a match. He's got it. You don't know what kind of trouble you're in until you're in it. So once Cody Rhodes recovers from the sledgehammer shot, he's back on WWE TV. He's angry. He's ready to march through hell and high water to get to Triple H. He knew he was right. He knew not to trust Triple H. And now he finally gets his hands on him at Wrestlemania. So in between now and Mania, we can have Triple H continue to taunt Cody from behind the scenes. You know, he's never in the same place as Cody, but he's always around to taunt him. At the Elimination Chamber, Cody could fight a handicap match against the Creed Brothers. And to show his newfound anger, he just destroy, He runs right through them. The numbers game doesn't even get to him anymore. He's just focused. He's got to get the Triple H. And this, you know, Triple H was pretty sure this would be a great roadblock, but Cody Rhodes is focused. Triple H continues to taunt Cody, but Cody has one last ES up his sleeve yeah triple h and cody are gonna fight at wrestlemania but triple h meant made a personal made cody Rhodes look like an idiot so it's a blood feud now and back in the day triple h used to finish blood feuds inside a particular structure one that oh. might <laughs> one that might seem overplayed by now but it's the only way to settle things so we're gonna have cody Rhodes versus triple h at wrestlemania in a hell in a cell match
1: that's so bloody good like yeah it's, it's overplayed because they base a fucking pay per view around it and have, have these matches every year I, I miss the days where it is a blood feud and you need that structure to fucking end the feud exactly big fan of that big fan of that
0: well so that's that's the match we've got a year's worth of booking some serious bait and switches some misdirection a whole lot of fun pro wrestling bullshit that leads to Cody Rhodes versus Triple H Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania obviously Cody Rhodes goes over he finally beats Triple H he gets what he wanted Triple H gets a better way to retire than just being sick, you know. It's a great spectacle match, a good WrestleMania match, but also it's a good way to kind of cover for Triple H. It's not a straight up wrestling match, you know. He he can take yeah. a couple of bumps and make it look good where he's not really overexerting exerting himself. He kind of covers. one
1: might say you can use smoke and mirrors.
0: Yeah, it's only smoke and mirrors. There you go. You see? So you can use that to kind of cover some of Triple H's weaknesses now that he's legitimately going to retire because of his health. Cody Rhodes gets a huge push by finally completing what he set out to do and beating the top name at WrestleMania, proving himself right. Uh, a WrestleMania-worthy match, I think we can agree. So in 2023, yeah. we've already said we're going to get Roman Reigns versus The Rock, but now I've given us Cody Rhodes versus Triple H as well, which I think is pretty big. Yeah. So obviously... There's been some fantasy booking here. We you always pride ourselves on being like as as straight up and as realistic as possible. Now, obviously, I've taken a couple of liberties by the Triple H thing, but it was too good to not do. Yeah, it was. Su- I mean, it, it's such a yeah. Triple H thing to do the bait and switch, and you know, t- to make everybody think he's retired and then to come out of retirement and say you fooled everybody. That's such a Triple H thing.
1: It really is. I I don't think there's any um any problems with that I mean he might still be able to go in another match you we never exa- know we don't know like, exactly yeah, we, we don't, don't know, know. And, and, the, and The Rock coming back makes sense because he, he's heavily rumoured to come back forward yes. so I don't think you've taken like massive and there.
0: another one you mentioned as well the Hell in a Cell it's been obviously overplayed because they the name a pay-per-view after it so they crowbarred in instead of using it the way it hmm. should be used but I hopefully have used it in a way that makes it make sense and as, as a blow-off to a big feud you know So, that's it. That's my rebooking of Cody Rhodes in WWE. That
1: was bloody great. Um, Like, I I knew, I mean... (laughs) It was obvious that there was going to be some kind of like, um, Triple H, um, reveal at some point. Um, yeah, you know, I, I could see it leading up to that. And it's when you had him in the house getting spoon fed by Stephanie. <laughs> I'm like, there, there's something, there's something not right here. And then like, just when I was thinking that that's when you brought him back and had him take off the mask. So that was genius. Um, I, I don't know if you played this into the story, but um, or if if you remember this, but Triple H has also um invaded someone's house before on on a a live broadcast. Yes. Um. So uh, I, I like that because you know I like the whole house invasion thing because Triple H has been there. He knows how this all works. He knows that mindset. So he's prepared for Cody doing this and gotten Stephanie to wrap him up in a Brian blanket yeah. and then have some pudding. Tri- that was kind of the this.
0: um the illusion is that trip. You know, Cody Rhodes wants to beat up triple h he's seen triple h's career he knows the kind of stuff triple h has played so that's why he goes to the house because he thinks that would be a good way to do it and Co- and triple h knows cody's going to do that that's why he's prepared for it you know? well as
1: well you're you said at the start i think it was jokingly but you said at the start triple h is one of the only guys who watches wb raw and the pay-per-views and stuff like triple h is probably at home watching this pay-per-view watching cody Rhodes drive to his house he's got he fucking- knows lots of time yeah, to yeah. prepare you know um so that just makes sense and um like at the same time though with that you know triple h kind of getting the sympathy factor and cody Rhodes feeling like a bit of a dick that was really clever because you know at, at that point i was thinking it was going to be a triple h reveal but i wasn't sure you know because you kind of played it heavy the triple h is really sick um but no that that was really good bringing the creed brothers in makes sense um you know they're they're um Yes, it's set for the main roster after a, a bit more kind of fine tuning in NXT. I think, um, you know, they're going to be a, a dominant tag team about a year from now. What else? What else? What else? It's it's, it's like I said as well. You're not taking too many liberties. I don't think uh, it's all very feasible stuff um, that happened in the storyline. And uh, yeah, and to to end it in Hell in a Cell just makes sense. I mean, this is this is a it's probably one of the one of the biggest dream match of, of the last five years because Cody Rhodes was the triple H of AEW mm. and like you know he had the whole fucking sledgehammer throne thing which we discussed <laughs> yeah. before and you know it just it just makes sense for that to happen yeah. right and to have it inside a hell in a cell uh, as a blood feud like I said when you announced it just no I miss the days of we need to settle this you know inside hell in a cell because there's no other way we can right. do this you guys need to go to hell together so but yeah man really enjoyed that storyline you know you played Cody really well there uh, um, you know, you had a few twists in there as well, which worked really well. And um, yeah, I think it's a bloody, a bloody good booking.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. But speaking of good bookings. Uh-oh. That, that like I said, that rebooking, I had that in my head for a while. I thought about it for a long time. But wouldn't it be more fun to listen to a rebooking that is a little bit more off the cuff, a little bit, uh, you know, kind of made up in... Around about sixty or so seconds would not be fun.
1: Um, I, f- I think no. I think let's end the Well, you know two. what?
0: I've already done enough talking with my rebooking. I think maybe you should try that the sixty second kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. I think. Well, why don't we why do we give it a go just to see how it works?
1: Oh, go on then.
0: Why don't we play a little game of k Babe tombola? <laughs> so everybody. We're about to play a little game of Kayfabe tabula. We all know the rules by now. If you're not familiar with the rules, basically, Bryce is going to pick from a little pool of four wrestlers, four scenarios, and we'll have 60 seconds-ish to be able to make up a really good booking involving that wrestler that he selected and the scenario he selected. Easy. Couldn't be easier. If you want to get involved, you can send your own wrestlers and submissions through to making Kfabe, at making K-fabe on Twitter. And on Instagram and making at gmail.com. All you need is four wrestlers, four wacky scenarios, and we will be happy to oblige and put them into a future episode of Making Kfabe. So today's tombola has been sent in by a good friend of the show, CJ Palmasano. Hey, CJ! From Not Another Wrestling Podcast and from Fan Speculation. Great podcast. He has sent his. Tumble through Twitter. So, like we said, you can send them DM us, PM us, all of the M's. <laughs> oh, just Emma's, yeah. Yeah. Did you know,
1: going on from last week's episode, CJ actually tweeted us today saying that he grew up with Wallace and Gromit. CJ, who's from New York,
0: I believe. So. I saw that yeah. and I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Go on, CJ, yeah. That ribs. We made it to US. We were really bigging up Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. We were like, that shit rips, dude. And it he's seen it too. The rules, man. So he is... So he knows what he's talking about. He does. And so he has selected four rasters and four scenarios for you, Bryce, to be able to choose from. Are you excited? How kind of you, CJ? Oh, he's been kind, all right. I think when mm. you see some of these, you'll be like, he did a good job, man. Okay. So all you have to do at the moment is give me a little number-letter combination. I will do exactly that.
1: I will go for number 2D.
0: Oh, the gorillas. New the, the gorillas pick, yeah. 2D. Oh, excellent. Okay, well, do you want me to tell you the rest of you didn't select? Please tell me. Unfortunately for Bryce, you did not select Viscera.
1: Oh, you're fucking joking.
0: <laughs> you missed that. I had Viscera. the chance of
1: getting Viscera, and I missed Viscera.
0: You missed that. Hello. The one you did pick is still a, a favorite of, of yours, so... Okay. You're you're okay. <laughs> it's a big daddy V. <laughs> well, you didn't get Dan Housen.
1: Oh, I like Dan
0: You didn't get Paul Burchill.
1: <laughs> because pirate.
0: Mm-hmm. But i tell you who did get. Oh, please tell me.
1: Is it Stevie Richards?
0: It's not Stevie Richards. Who we got? I'm not sure if you like this guy more than Stevie Richards. You got Kurt Angle. Oh, nice. I, yeah,
1: I love Kurt Angle. Yeah, he's my favorite mm-hmm. wrestler. Yeah. There you go. So, I
0: thought you'd like him. There that'll do, yeah. That'll do. Kurt Did, Angle in a K-Feed and bowler. Yeah, I'm, that'll yeah. do. No you, no need to hear the scenarios. No, no, just I will talk about Kurt Angle for 60 seconds-ish. Yeah. Um, you know, absolutely fine. Well, I think we should give him something to do. Oh. So let's hear the stuff that he's not going to be doing. Okay. We're not going to be hearing about Kurt Angle landing a role in a big Hollywood film like The Rocker, but he's None of that. Okay. No, sir. We're not going to hear about Kurt Angle becoming Vince McMahon for a day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm intrigued about what could happen with that. Oh, that would have been a fun one to write. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) We're not going to hear. I like this one. We're not going to hear about how Kurt Angle thinks that every bald man with a goatee is Stone Cold Steve Austin. (laughs) Not- <laughs> he's
1: he's like watching Breaking Bad, and he's like, "That's fucking, that's not Heisenberg. That's still Cold Steve yeah, Austin." The,
0: the fuck is this shit? <laughs> not gonna, not gonna hear about that. But Bryce, you're gonna have sixty seconds ish to tell me in the world all about Kurt Angle, who tries to do every other job in wrestling besides actually wrestling: commentator, referee, ring announcer, backstage interview guy, etc. <sighs> Right. So he's gonna try and do everything himself, except Russell. And all you get is sixty seconds to do that. It's easy. So can I just can I just clarify here? So he yes. tries to do every other job at the same time. I don't think you could do them all. Well, I think that's up to you. Right. I would have tried. Like he tries something, and then he tries something else, and then just sees what works. If you really want him to try and do all of them at once. <laughs> Just That's sets up, up a tripod you. for
1: the camera and then like has a headset on when he's doing commentary and referees a match. I don't know. Uh, okay, tries to do every other job in wrestling. Every other job. That's a lot to go through in sixty seconds ish.
0: I mean, you don't have to go job by job and tell me every. I'm not going to penalize you. For,
1: I'm just going to list the jobs.
0: You didn't. You didn't. You didn't say the guy who cleans up the thing. You didn't say the guy who takes the tickets. You know, I'm like. Gonna, it's your discretion, man. You're the one writing the show. Okay. Would you like me to put sixty or so seconds on the clock?
1: Okay, let's let, let's do it. Let's see what we can do here.
0: Alright, I'm gonna count you down from three, and then we're gonna we're gonna do this thing. Are you ready? Okay, yes. Alright. Three, two, one. Let's do this.
1: Alright, so Kurt Angle famously has retired from wrestling. Now the only problem with that is that Kurt Angle the only thing he was good at was wrestling. Um, everything else in life, he totally sucks at. Um, so, you know, but he's going to try and overcome that. He's going to try and overcome the fact that he's not um, great at many things in life. So he's going to start in the wrestling world because, you know, the wrestling world is what he knows. So uh, he's going to try it out for some different jobs in WWE. So, for example, he tries out as a referee and uh, he gets to referee a match. And then, you know, let's say it's Brock Lesnar versus fucking, I don't know, Cody Rhodes. Brock Lesnar hits the F5. Curtin Wiggis onto the mat. He says, one two oh, what, what, what comes next what, oh, I've totally forgotten what comes next what do I do what do I do uh, it ends up totally screwing up the match so you know Vincent Mann says right Kurt maybe refereeing is not for you so he decides to try out as an announcer so you know a ring announcer so you know to actually commentate on the matchup so uh, and he gets a matchup against uh, let's let's say it's um. Fucking Kid Cash versus Nunzio, for example. Finally, he's co- he's calling co- the action. The match we've all been waiting for. He's calling the action, and he's just he's he's forgotten the name of the moves. So Kid Cash, it's like a drop kick, and he's Kurt Angle's like, "What's that flying boot uh, move that you just used there?" And uh, yeah, so it, it lasts one match in commentary. It just doesn't work out for him. So he decides to try out as a backstage interviewer, and you know he gets this person on screen. Let's say it's. Um, Let's say it's Chad Gable. And he says, I'm, Right, I'm here tonight with. Um, no, what, what, what was your name again? What was your name again? He's just doing really bad. So Vince says, Right, like, fuck this. You can't be a referee. You can't be an announcer. You can't be an interviewer. We need to employ you because we feel obligated to do that. So let's just make you the fucking popcorn selling guy. All I want yes. you to do is sell popcorn. And, you know, Kurt Angle says, Right, cool. I, I, surely I can sell popcorn. I can do something right here. So, anyway, he starts selling popcorn. He comes up, um, you know, There's a guy who comes up to him and starts complaining about the popcorn that Kurt Angle's just sold him. And the guy's complaining, he's complaining, he's complaining, he's saying, what the fuck is this? This is terrible, terrible customer service. And Kurt Angle just snaps. Kurt Angle just locks this guy in the ankle lock, breaks his ankle, and then says, how about that for poor customer service, you piece of shit? And then, you know, obviously gets fired from that job as well. So, you know, Kurt Angle, he gave it a good go. He gave it a good go trying different jobs in wrestling, but it just didn't work out for him.
0: Okay, that was two minutes twenty four seconds. That's Sixty seconds ish. <laughs> that was more than twice when you were. It was I mean, Sixty seconds ish. If you round I mean, up to the nearest that, two two that, minutes twenty four seconds, I done that, it right. So that is that is a big ish. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking ish. A, a really big ish. But you got there. Kurt Angle did all the jobs. He did all the jobs. That's the thing with the fucking with the jobs that like, you can't just. You had a lot of you had a lot of grind to cover.
1: Yeah, a lot. A lot of ground to cover, exactly. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm actually surprised I've done it in two minutes twenty four. I was expecting that to be about ten minutes long. So that was going to be a separate episode at one point.
0: Yeah, that's 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 really what next week's episode is about. <laughs>
1: it's just a continuation of CJ's k5 Tambola.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much, CJ, for sending that in.
1: CJ, love you, buddy. Thank you for that.
0: It was lovely. And like we said, if you want to do your uh, send in your own Tambolas, we're still uh, waiting for. We have still a couple of spaces left for the end of the, the season. If you want to send your I own tombolas in for wrestlers, for wacky scenarios at at gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram at makingkfabe. Simple stuff. <music> All right. So there we have it. There is our second Cody Rhodes rebooking in a row, but this time it was from the WWE. And you know what? We got a little bit of Kurt Angle action to boot as well. That sounds like the perfect episode to me. I don't know about you, Bryce. What do you think?
1: I think it was a very good episode but with a very good K Faith and Bola to end it. I-, I won't accept any other opinions from anybody.
0: Exactly. We... It was a perfect episode all around and we refused to take any criticism. <laughs> However, if you do have any criticism or if you have anything else you want to say to us or about the show, if you enjoyed it, we'd love to hear from you guys. We're on YouTube, make a K Faith. Love to hear some of those comments. If you like the show, again, let us know on Twitter at MakinKFabe or on Instagram at a K MakinKFabe at gmail.com. Send us, just let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys. We really would. You know, feedback really helps us out. Uh, you know, we're starting season six. We're rolling along. We'd love to hear from you guys. So feel free to get in touch. And also, if you guys feel inclined, we are at Patreon. Woo patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe we've got all sorts of rebookings going on up there we've got all sorts of other things going along as well we've got some new shows we're trying out check it out maybe you'll find something you're interested in you know what i mean if not a little share a little retweet a little five-star review on some of those podcast apps that kind of stuff helps us out you don't even have to spend a penny you know what i mean that i really appreciate that but we're gonna wrap things up pretty soon Bryce is going to be back next week with his own rebooking of something. I want to know. I know he's not going to tell me what it's about, but I wonder if he's got some clues lined up for us. Maybe he could give us some teasers to see if we can figure it out. So, Bryce, what have you got in store for us next week? What can you tell us?
1: I've got something lined up for next week, which is uh, it's it's what could have been an iconic feud that was started but was never followed
0: up on. I guess I should have... I should have asked you, Bryce, what is Cody Rhodes going to do next week?
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's a zombie, I told you. Dang. He's king of the zombies.
0: Oh. well. Cody
1: Rhodes is king of the zombies, which was a feud that was started but never quite finished, yeah.
0: Exactly. And if that's intrigued you, you're going to have to stick around till next week to find out exactly what we're up to. Remember to subscribe. To like, to retweet, all that fun stuff to make sure that you stay in the loop for all the ma- making K-FIP shenanigans. It's going to be amazing. You're not going to ma- want to miss next week's episode. Trust me on this. It's going to be amazing. I don't even know what it is, but I have faith in Bryce. I know he's going to deliver big time. So, we're going to see you guys next week. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Goodbye.